You're listening to Satellite Sisters. Not every conversation will change your life, but any conversation can. It is Tuesday, July 18th. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California, and I'm here with two of my four sisters. Liz Dolan is in Santa Monica, California. Hey, Liz, how are you doing today? Well, I'm good, but my top story, Leanne, is headlined, Pasadena, Den of Iniquity. I just got... (laughs) I had no idea the dark goings on in your hometown until I read the uh, front page of the LA Times yesterday. <gasps> scandal. I mean, really. Yes, it is a, quite a scandal. Yes. <laughs> okay. We're going to get to, we're going to get to that today. And I have the LPGA's new dress code. <gasps> scandal. Uh, Julie in, pa- <laughs> in Dallas, Texas. What's No, I'm there? not in Dallas, Texas. I'm in Steamboat Springs, Colorado, oh, Leanne. Really? Uh, when did you get there? And I am. I am talking to you at normal speed, but I, you know, but I know that one of the new growing trends is speed listening or overclocking your podcasts. And I'm just curious to know if people are listening to us at 0.5 times the normal speed, 1.5 times the normal speed or chipmunk speed. That would be two (laughs) times the normal speed. And do we sound better? Uh, and yeah. in particular, any of the sisters in particular, do we sound better when we're talking faster? Because we're you know, always telling Liz to talk more slowly. Yes. Slowly. So you can underclock me. Can you turn some sisters up and some sisters down? That would be good. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I just, I just want to know if that's how you're listening to your podcasts. Are you speed listening? Well, we have 10 years of podcasts in our archives. So if you're trying to get through all 10 years, yeah, go ahead. Listen on 1.5 speed. I would say that's yeah. totally fine. Don't you? Don't you? <laughs> yes, I actually, Julie, you know, I asked you about that book, The Man from Moscow or whatever yes. it's called. Yes, The he, Gentleman. It's, it's a gentleman from Moscow, Liz, yeah. please. Not a man from Moscow. <laughs> you're t- that's true. I was having a little trouble getting into it, as I confessed to you on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Ago. So I solved my problem by overclocking it. I, I turned it up. And so I, I listened to it at 1.25. And that was just the edge that I needed. I just needed it. I needed it to go a little faster. Well, you know, this causes problems for people. People find that they, because they overclock so much, they can't, uh, you know, uh, operate uh, with a normal phone call. They find people are talking too slowly. (laughs) They find it hard to interact. Well, I can totally see that. Yeah. 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 (laughs) All right. If you want to find all of our archives, Liz, where's the best place to go for that now? There are two really good places. What's happening now? If you go to our website, SatelliteSisters.com, they're all there. Go to the Listen to the Shows page. It's pretty self-explanatory, and we have a great archive. But to make it even easier, if you have liked our Facebook page, which is different than the Facebook group. So if you like the Facebook page, we have the pinned post at the very top of the Facebook page is a quick link to a complete audio archive. So if you're on Facebook, you ever want to listen to anything, just go to the Satellite Sisters Facebook page and boom, right there, you'll see the link that takes you to um, to the audio archive this, that's actually at Libsyn, who uh, posts all of our shows for us. So okay. there you have it. Two excellent choices. Good, good. We're going to take some time off in August, so maybe that's a good project for all of you in August, uh, is to um, is to listen to our archive shows really, really fast and let us know how they sound. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Julie, I forgot. I, you said like five minutes ago you were in Steamboat for Mannequin. Yes. And I just 
Mm, I guess I wasn't listening. Uh, no, so okay. you're going to you're going to tell okay. us about Nana Camp. It's happening now there later. Yes, on I the am. Show. I- I have a, I'm going to give a full report on the opening ceremonies and some of the activities we're working on. Yes, Leon. Okay. Also a quick Royal report from you. We're looking forward to that. And then, uh, Liz operation sea turtle back in, back in gear here. So yeah, this is the, um, this is the mutiny report, Leon on operation sea turtle. That's mutiny at deep water aerobics. That's exciting. I can't wait to hear this. (laughs) And you bought a car this week. So that's exciting. Talk about that. Uh-huh. And then, you guys, I have two personal growth stories. One is exciting. The other proves that I have not changed one bit in 30 years. So, uh, <laughs> you know, way to go, sister. <laughs> All right. But, Liz, let's start with the scandal that uh, was on the front page of the L.A. Times yesterday. The coverage yes. was very um, – it was in-depth reporting on something that maybe really wasn't news, but it was still – exciting to read anyway, wasn't it? Yes. Well, it was shocking. Yeah. Um, Shocking's a better word. Not exciting. Here's here's the headline. An overdose, a young companion, drug-fueled parties, the secret life of USC med school dean, sisters. So, Julie, you've been in academia a lot of your career. Yes, I I started my career. I was was a, a dean of admissions at a number of institutions, so I have held that position. But that is, that is very troubling, Liz. Okay, well, wait till you hear this. So this guy's name is Dr. Carmen Pugliafito. And I would just like to note that the fine, upstanding citizens of Pasadena, California, Leon, much of this was going on right under your noses. I know. <laughs> well, it's troubling because it does involve some looking the other way by the Pasadena Police Department. So that's what's yes, very troubling does. to the citizens of Pasadena. About some mm-hmm, some major looking the other way. So anyway, this guy, Dr. Pugliafito, like big star, ran the Keck School of Medicine at USC, which is very highly regarded yes. internationally. He's a renowned eye surgeon. Uh, and uh, so he was like known the world over as an eye surgeon, but also was really great at raising money for the university, bringing other great doctors to the university. So you have that side. We'll just call him Carmen. You have that side of Carmen. To the tune of like a half a billion dollars. I mean, these huge research grants from the U.S. government. He stole a very prestigious program away from UCLA, and that's currently sort of being being litigated now. He took a couple of doctors, a lot of research, and a huge grant over from UCLA. So, yeah, I mean, he was a hugely successful administrator in terms of raising money and profile. Mm -hmm. So that's why you have to ask yourself – how did he even have time for all the rest of this stuff? I this know. Is what I, when I read these stories about the these people with double lives, with like double secret things going on, I always think, where did they fit this in, in their very busy lives? So here's what he fit in. In addition to doing all of those things for the University of, of Southern California, he was apparently um, keeping company with what they call a circle of criminals and drug users. He was a methamphetamine user. He uh, here's one thing he really loved to do, Julie. He was partying in hotel rooms, cars, apartments and the dean's office at the USC and taking video of their drug use. This was something they just thought was really a good thing to have what they called drug taking videos. So they enjoyed that. And didn't no one at no one at USC like no complained about him or said, let me tell you what's up with Dr. Carmen. What's you know, uh, no, no. 
he, I'll tell you how this all unraveled. In one of these videos, he's in a tuxedo. He has an orange pill on his tongue, and he says to camera, thought I'd take an ecstasy before the ball, and then, then he swallows the pill. Jeez, and crackers. They have video of him using a butane torch to heat a large glass pipe outfitted for Matthews. He inhales it and then unleashes a thick plume of white smoke, and seated next to him on a sofa is a young woman smoking heroin from a piece of heated foil. Okay, so this is the other side of Carmen. Then last year, March of 2016, uh, he resigned. He was making $1.1 million a year in this job as USC Ahmed School. And he resigned and and said he was going into private industry. Well, it turns out that part of what prompted the resignation is that three weeks earlier... At the Hotel Constance in Pasadena, California, a 21-year-old woman, who they know now was a prostitute, overdosed on meth in his hotel room. They called 911. Uh, They took her to Leon, a hospital where you have been a guest, right? (laughs) Yes, it's our big, big, yes, big (laughs) hospital. Yes. The uh, so they take her to the hospital. She survives. No problem. Uh, The police sort of look around. They find drugs in the room. But, you know, it's Carmen, whatever. So they make no arrests. No arrests. Yeah. Really? No arrests. Really, really, Julie. Really. So they let this go. And then like a few weeks later, um, the there is a call to like his boss at USC and then a six minute call between USC and him. And this is this is what prompts his resignation. But they have giant going away parties. They did nothing. Ever- oh, so he's allowed to resign with, you know, with yes. full status, full reputation, yes. mm-hmm. even though. So, Not, yeah. And so USC is just passing this bad seed on to someone in private industry, right? Exactly. So they're going to hire this guy at some uh, other yes. exorbitant salary. That is awful. Mm-hmm. It's, it's awful. Awesome. And even even up to the point where yesterday, when this hit the front page of the LA Times and was widely covered nationally, so you may have heard it in your local market, um, he was still practicing medicine yesterday. But oh. today they announced... He will not be doing any new surgeries. <laughs> That's so. Anyway, so this this young woman, she is now in a drug rehab center. Thank goodness for her. Uh, that thank goodness that she's in recovery. Uh, but there was there was a witness who like went back to the police and said, "Hey, what's the deal? Like nothing going on here. The police still didn't do anything." So then that person came to the L.A. Times, and the L.A. Times dug in you know, as investigative journalists do, which is why we love them, and came up with this whole story. This had been going on for years, found all of these videos. And so this story, which had been completely swept under the rug, is now totally public. And luckily for anyone who needs uh, eye surgery in the Los Angeles area, he will no longer be, uh, be operating on you. So again, I ask, who's got the time for the double life? I did, the the story in the L.A. Times, Lee, and I'm sure you saw it. They have pictures of him. He raised money. Of course, he's got a picture with Gwyneth Paltrow. I know. You know, like hanging with all the L.A. celebrities that he raised money from. Just unbelievable. I'm sure the fine citizens of Pasadena 
are outraged. I know. And uh, and there are several satellite sisters who are familiar with that hotel because when we did our book signing in Pasadena, I know that Annie and Chris stayed there. Like, remember I told that story about worst girls night ever with the bar with the blue light? That's yeah. at the Hotel Constance. And this, and I was trying to get a special room wait, rate for satellite sisters and they weren't, weren't responding to me. Maybe they were dealing with this uh, years ago. But yeah. It's a ter- it's a terrible story, you know. It's just an. I, I, but as you said, Liz, who's got the time? Like, I, I will never understand. I guess if you're on meth, you're up twenty four seven. So I mean, I'm not meaning to make a joke, but I think that's the time. It's the middle of the night when the rest of us are sleeping. That's when they're doing this. But it's like that other piece in the L.A. in the New York Times this week about the lawyer with the serious drug habit and yeah. how you know common that is for drug and alcohol abuse in the legal profession and, and you know. This was a guy. I that, mean, but he worked at the medical school. He worked with everybody he worked with was a doctor, I you know, know or I know. medical I professional. Know. And no one detected that he had any kind of drug problem. You know, you just I, you feel like there must, you know, people must have, sus, you know, been suspicious of him. They I just must it's, have. Hard to, it's hard to believe. It's hard yes. to believe. Because, Julie, as dean, you know this, here's what it says in the Times. As dean, he oversaw hundreds of medical students, thousands of professors and clinicians, and research grants totaling more than $200 million. And he was a key fundraiser for USC, bringing in more than a billion dollars in donations. So nobody, anyway, it's just insane. But it also just like how rich and powerful people can manage to somehow keep getting away with this stuff because even the people that do have suspicions or do have evidence are willing to look yeah. the other way. It's an like unbelievable. The poli- yeah, like the police. What did he like, tell the police? He just happened to be a physician on duty in the hotel. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, that's 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 shameful too. So anyway, that's um, yeah. All right. Well, that doesn't happen in my neighborhood in Pasadena. I don't know. I mean. <laughs> Like you said, I'm asleep by like 9.15. So I don't know. This is why our mother was right. Nothing good happens after midnight, people. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> just go, go home, go to sleep, but just have a normal life. Very uh, true. Anyway, of course, it's not funny when somebody has a serious drug addiction. But no. the fact that he, oh, the story is for everyone he dragged into his life with him. Right. And these are students and young people. So it's really, really shocking. Uh, we'll post it in the show notes so you can get a chance to read it. Very Pasadena, den of iniquity. Who knew? <laughs> he will never be the Grand Marshal of the Rose Parade later. <laughs> never. No, he- <laughs> Over my oh, dead no. body. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, on to another scandal. If you've been following the Ladies Professional Golf Association tour, as I have this summer. I have not. Why? <laughs> why? 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 Oh, why, Leon? You're you know, not a we've, golfer. We've had it. You know, Julie, you say that, but I do golf, actually. So, so okay. I don't okay. consider. It's Leon's secret double life, Julie. It okay. is. Okay. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life. 
aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OSEAMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> in no their kidding. skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils, I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the Mega Moisture Duo, yes. you can you can literally see your skin get firmer and it just delivers this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz, your youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's a, infused with Osea's signature Andaria Seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself (laughs) because you're worth it. (laughs) That's that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling sure. there yes. with, your, with your butcher box. What, what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what, uh, what, what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you know, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz. Right. Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your Butcher Box account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your Butcher Box on vacation, which is. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. Nice to have something familiar there. (laughs) Yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. It is. I mean, I don't consider myself a golfer, but I do golf a half a dozen times a year. All right. Get out there. I hit the ball. I'm terrible, but I enjoy it. I, I can see why people like it. My whole position on golf is 18 holes, way too long. Don't have the time. Who's got the time? But 13 (laughs) holes would be great if they would just start making 
13 whole golf courses, I would seriously play more golf. But, um, so, uh, it was actually my father-in-law a couple months ago said, have you been watching the LPGA? They got some great athletes over there. And I'm like, really? I mean, you've met my father-in-law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's, he's, he's a clairvoyant, clairvoyant land. That's what I would say of your father-in-law. <laughs> so, so, you know, a couple of weeks ago, it was really hot. I turned on the, the TV. It was the most exciting sporting event I've seen in a while. This American who, you know, high hopes won the amateur, uh, tournament six years ago, but hasn't really been able to win an, an L, a LPGA tour event, was winning her first event, Danielle Kang, nice nice young woman. I thought, well, this was really exciting, like literally edge of your seat exciting. And then again, this weekend at the U.S. Open, there was a 17-year-old amateur in the lead. Well, you got to watch that. You got to watch the final round of that. And she was beating the number one player in the world. And, oh, and then, oh, at the end, somebody snuck past her. The poor 17-year-old had one bad water shot, Julie. And I think we can all, uh, you know, appreciate that. My game really hinges on one bad water shot. (laughs) Story of my life, Leanne. It is. So, but the whole time I'm watching this, I'm thinking, well, these golfers are just super cute athletes now. Like they just wear great clothes now and they all kind of are able to show their own style. Unlike the men's tour, which we discussed a couple weeks ago, Julie, where there are rules right. against the men wearing shorts and you were, you know, loudly advocating shorts for male golfers. The women can wear shorts or skorts or pants and they would, they look very athletic now. It's almost like they're dressing more like tennis players. And, you know, they, of course, they're golfers. They have great arms and legs and they just look great out there and it's hot. It's, I thought, well, these are really cute athletes. Uh, and, you know, I say that as someone who appreciates what female athletes can do. So yeah. just today, or this this week, the LPGA instituted new rules to roll back all the great stylish skorts. They're going after skorts, the LPGA. With they these, are? Come yes, on. With these rules that sound like they were written in 1952 by, like, Queen Elizabeth's secretary. I mean, it's just... <laughs> Why would they do that? Why would you not want to be as modern and as contemporary as you possibly could be? Again, and I... These, they're, they're not wearing bikinis. They're just wearing like athletic gear where they can play their athletic event and look like athletes. So nothing, yeah. nothing has struck me as inappropriate. And I think we can all agree maybe the single most unattractive piece of clothing on anyone is a golf shirt. Is it not? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. They I just, mean, they look terrible. Even the ones cut for women. They are still sort of uncomfortable. People are con- athletes are constantly tugging at them. The shoulders mm-hmm. don't work right. If you have any boobs at all, it looks like you weigh <laughs> five hundred pounds in a golf shirt. I don't. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. So no. So you know. So no. The LPGA they want to get rid of the racer back with a mock or regular collar, like no collar, no racer back. Forget those cute things that Michelle Wee was wearing. Plunging necklines are not allowed, and the, the knot is capitalized. Like, none of them were wearing plunging necklines. You can't really golf with a plunging neckline on. <laughs> you can't really swing if you've got too much. No, right. Plunge. Too right. much plunge. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. This was my favorite one. Length of skirt, skirt, or shorts must, and that's all capitalized, be long enough to not see your bottom area. Even... Oh. <laughs> your bottom area at any time. I mean, I mean, they are living in sort of a dream world because 
Look, look, I mean, look at other sports. I mean, what are they trying to hide? I don't like, know. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Every other sport, they're wearing skin tight bodysuits, yeah, right? Bikinis I mean, and beach sport. volleyball. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because yeah. yeah. it's. Why? It's good. It's right. great. <laughs> we like it. Yeah. Right. It's hot out there oh. on the golf course. So I would like to stand with professional golfers. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm standing with the women <laughs> who have to play under these draconian rules. I mean, they're just sweatpants, not allowed. Joggers are not allowed. I was like, why on earth would you do that? Some of the golfers had great looking pants on. And Julie, I know you don't like the white belts on men, but on the women golfers, no. they look great. They're and they're cute. like, they're, they're cute. They're, they're they cute. look like just ridiculous on men, but yeah. cute on women. Yeah, right. <laughs> Leanne, I'm okay. glad you have found an issue for the summer. That's yeah, good. that's that's a good summer issue, Leanne. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're t- and, uh, Seems and I'm like a bandwagon you can get on. I noticed you. I was just going to say, I'm hoping that the British Open, we're going to see some shorts. I think we are kilts. That's what I would like to see this upcoming event. Okay. Could really improve that sport. Okay. Well, I Sorry. think if there's Didn't any you... group of athletes you look to really shake it up, it's golfers, Liz. I mean, let's yeah. face it. They've That's been on true. the forefront of social change for a long time. But I think I would like, I'd like to stand with skorts. I mean, I think the skort is fantastic. I don't understand what the issue is. So, okay. All right. Well, when I saw you tweeting a couple of weeks ago about things happening on the LPGA, I thought, what is happening out there in Pasadena once again? It's just, you know, it was, it was a nail biter edge of your seat. The, the, it was the PGA tournament, Danielle Kang. I'm with you. It was fantastic. I know. Check it out. LPGA if you haven't. And then I think you'll agree with me. They women look great. They look like athletes. <laughs> let them, let them look like athletes. Let, let them look em. like the athletes they are. All right. Okay, I'm moving on to another story about um, the rich and powerful fallen. And uh, this was a subgenre for you now, Liz. (laughs) It's not that I wish this on anyone. I just think it's worth discussing when it does happen. But this is, you know, this creates an opportunity for some of us. Headline in uh, the New York Times business section, Friday, July 14, Uber offers a thankless job and applications are flooding in. So here's the deal. As we've talked about before on Satellite Sisters, um, that guy Kalanick, who was the CEO of Uber, he was sort of pushed aside, remains on the board, but Uber is looking for a new CEO. So the way they describe it in the Times, it says, wanted a seasoned executive to take the top position at a troubled startup, must be willing to fix a broken culture deal with an aggressive predecessor, battle a risky lawsuit, and prepare the company for an IPO. So, right. So no biggie, right? <laughs> Completely broken down company. However, on the, good, the good news is it operates in more than 80 countries and pulls in billions of dollars each quarter. So Uber's been around for eight years, you know, so they, they've got something going on. So here are some of the top candidates for the CEO job. Uh, top of the list, Susan Wojcicki. You may have read about her. She's the CEO at YouTube. Um, I love her. She seems super smart. Susan Wojcicki also has five children and is an outspoken advocate for, you know, 
better paid maternity leave. So like you just have to love Susan Wojcicki. Next person on the list, Adam Bain. He's the COO of Twitter. I know nothing about him. He should not get that job. Where's the Twitter? Twitter's going nowhere. Twitter's and going I think nowhere. he's also CEO of another company, in addition to being CEO of Twitter oh, that's at the, the same CEO. time. Oh, sorry. This is the COO. Oh, oh okay, so, okay. Yes, but you're right. Yeah. So that's not going to work. Okay. Next one, David Cush, former CEO at Virgin America. And I would say I really enjoyed that airline before Alaska bought them. They had beautiful lounges and things. So I would vote for him. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was least, a very fine airline. I agree, Liz. And it yeah. had a purple, purple lighting on the yes. interior of the plane. It just yeah. made you feel better. Yeah. And it is a transportation company. So, you know, I'm sure you can figure out Uber. Next up, uh, we've talked about her quite a bit on Satellite Sisters over many years, Marissa Mayer. She's the former CEO at Yahoo, and she was the big Google star before she moved to Yahoo. So she already got on one sinking ship, so this, she, this might be right up her alley. And I'm glad she can land on her feet because her deal as she walked out the door at Yahoo last month or whatever was only $260 million. So she's going to blow through that pretty fast. She's yeah. going to need to yeah. So Marissa Mayer on the list. And then last one on their list is Tom Staggs. He's the former chief operating officer at Disney. And I feel very close to Tom Staggs because I met him once in a valet parking line. Okay. So, um, <laughs> you know, they do have the monorail is they have a lot of train. They have trains. Yeah. I can tell you, having just been to Disneyland, they have a lot of vehicles over there. OK, that's true. Okay. Did you so see we- the new minivans they just launched yesterday? No, They're- I have Vans that are going to go around the parks that are like Minnie Mouse themed vans, (laughs) mini vans. Yeah. So uh, whatever. You're right. I feel like Disney knows how to move people around. And uh, so Tom and I are tight. So that's good. So but here's your problem. Um, Travis is Kalanick is still on the board. So your most powerful board member tolerated sexual harassment, ignored the laws in many countries. He stole intellectual property from Google, allegedly, uh, and he used their technology to evade local law enforcement. So you got him on your board. Now, Leon, you volunteered me for this gig on Twitter a few weeks ago, I believe. you'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) You're very noisy, Liz. I think you could stand up to him and you'd change the culture. We support that. You're a good driver, you, As long as all Uber cars would be piping um, satellite sisters. Satellite sisters. Okay. At 1.50 speed for those kinds of people. Um, well, here's what it would take. Like, because it's, Lee, and you said in your tweet, like, I'm not doing anything right now. And I kind of beg to differ. I've got two podcasts. And three times a week, water aerobics. Okay. So, <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. You're right. Forgot the aqua aerobics. I, you forgot yeah. about the aqua aerobics. <laughs> so, so here's the thing, just putting it out there. I know it's Ariana Huffington who's recruiting for this job. Like, I enjoy working every other day. So if we could make that work, <laughs> like, let's talk Ariana. Um, I do enjoy having a car at my disposal 24-7, even though there's no chance I'm going to work 24-7. But I have a possible solution that is a sisters related solution. Not so much us, though. If we would like to, a job share, would you guys consider a job share? No, I don't no. even. I don't even get an Uber cars. I don't want strangers driving me around. I don't understand the business model. I reject. No, it. it's good, Leanne. It's very nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I That's because. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to go back to my favorite candidate, Susan Wojcicki. Um, 
Her sister, Ann Wojcicki, was the founder of that company, 23andMe. Have you done it like that oh, DNA well, testing? Yeah. Yes. I want to do they're, it. I haven't done it. They're I'm waiting so for one of you guys to pay for it because we all have yes. the same DNA, right? <laughs> yes. Um, I don't, that's something I don't want to do to find out. Oh, that. I totally did it. I totally did it. No, you I did it? Wanna... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, like, I, I'm not going to blurt it out here on the air, what you need to be concerned about Leanne, but okay. um, like, I, we'll have a sidebar on that. <laughs> All right. Well, my DNA is probably similar to yours, though not identical. Anyway, I'm thinking that the perfect job share would be Susan Wojcicki and her sister, Ann Wojcicki, because when Ann Wojcicki founded 23andMe, if you recall, they did get into a little bit of FDA trouble there for a while. So Ann knows how to break a few eggs. And Susan seems to be like a great organizer. If she's running YouTube and has five children, like you just got to bet on someone like that. So I'm just putting this out here. I think a sister's team running Uber might be exactly the way to solve their problem. So there you go, Ariana. Free idea. Just putting it out there. Genius, Liz. Genius idea. (laughs) All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. You can always find us at SatelliteSisters.com. We're going to take a short break, and then we'll be back with more of the podcast. Leon here, and we want to thank the Satellite Sisterhood for supporting the people that support us on the podcast. If you want to find the current deals from our sponsors for Satellite Sister listeners, go to SatelliteSisters.com. You'll see a whole blog post there, and you get all the promo codes you need for BarkBox and Harry's and Tula and HelloFresh and StoryWorth and RxBar. Thanks, Satellite Sisterhood, for supporting the people that support us. We're the Satellite Sisters. We're back. All right, Jewel, go ahead. Tell us all about Nana Camp. People are yes. want to know, how's it going there, Camp Director? Okay. We had opening ceremonies yesterday in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. This is our third summer, I, I'd like to say. I have my eight-year-old grandson, Ben, and my ten- 10-year-old granddaughter, Alice, are up here for two and a half weeks of fun. And I'm I'm very excited about this, Lee. And I'm almost, you know, this is... They keep getting, you know, older and, you know, they still want to come and they still want to do this. And opening ceremonies really entails just taking out a piece, a giant piece of paper, and we make a giant list of all the fun things that we want to do here in Steamboat. You know, that ranges from hiking to swimming to floating to kayaking to going to the rodeo to going to the library, putt-putt golf, you name it. It goes on the list. And then we, then each day we try to do fun things. So oh, it sounds fun. <laughs> it does sound fun, doesn't it? Uh, this week in particular, we're calling Checkers Week uh, because, <laughs> you know, they don't know how to play checkers. And right now, I am beating both of them at checkers. Uh, so that makes that makes Nana pretty happy. Okay, they think it's some exotic game, che- checkers. Because I don't know somehow. They- because it doesn't involve a computer, is right? This, well, this, of course you can. Of course, now you can play play it on the iPad, Liz. But we, you know, we try to li- limit um, limit all of the electronics just outside as much as we possibly can be. And uh, I would have to say one weak link of Nana Camp is crafting. You know, because Nana is not much of a crafter, but we do have one big craft project that we're going to be working on, and that would be Liz has assigned us to make a banner slash backdrop for the Clarman Stampede, our family reunion coming up. Uh, this will be, uh, well, ha- I guess this will be on display at the Saturday night event uh, 
behind uh, for for the talent show, right, Liz? That's what. That's you- the idea. I wanted a backdrop. We have a small stage for the talent show, and the but it's positioned in front of the neighbor's super ugly uh, garage. So I thought that a backdrop would we would appreciate having a nice backdrop in all future viewing of the photos and videos of the talent show. Okay, so that so that's a big project that we have going. We have, you know, we're, we're you know we're trying to consider the various you know we discuss things here at Nana Camp on how we're going to approach projects. So we don't really have that done. And I would have to say the other big topic of discussion, and there's been a lot of back and forth on this, um, and that has to do with the uh, what they are going to be performing at the talent show um, at the Clarman Stampede. Now, as you know, Liz, the request went out from Allison Ben's mother, my daughter-in-law Vera, for a keyboard. So the two <laughs> yeah. of them you know, are going to, I think, uh, you know, Vera, because Vera's Russian, she, I, I think she thinks this is like um, a talent know, show. A, a, like... a talent show, Leon. Yes. <laughs> like the Russians would have talents, right? <laughs> musical talent. They have a lot of musical talent. <laughs> Any kind of, they're, they're very talented, those Russians. I know that from they a gentleman accomplished. in Moscow. <laughs> they all can do everything, and they do it really well. Okay, so she, you know, Alice and Ben do take piano, so they are going to, they're going to be some keyboarding skills. And uh, I would say that they're both resigned uh, to performing keyboarding <laughs> <laughs> on the keyboard but uh, but um alice who you know because we were hoping to meddle at the talent show my grandchildren uh, uh, uh and i really felt that alice had a s- solid gymnastics routine but we're really worried about where she's going to do this because she does take gymnastics but she is used to doing her floor exercise on a gymnastics you know bouncy spongy floor and i said no liz's backyard <laughs> yeah yeah. It's it's rough there. You get you, she's really gonna. It's so she wanted she wanted me to ask you specifically how much space does she have to work with? Because we're going to chalk it off out out here in Steamboat <laughs> and make her practice in the space. So what would you? How, how much space does she have, Liz? Okay, her? I'm glad you bring this up because I also wanted to share these dimensions with Leon, who could because you're choreographing your right glimpede. The glimpede. It's not the stage is not that big. So the stage is eight feet by four feet. I'm, I'm actually getting little risers, so you won't be on the ground. You'll be on a riser, but it's two four-by-four four risers to create an eight-by-four. So eight across and four deep. Okay, so, but that means she could fall off the riser yeah. doing a backhand yes, spring. Any of us could fall off. All of us could fall off. Okay. Okay. I think we're going to need spotters uh, around the visor for all of these events, Liz. Okay. I mean, uh, we can rethink this plan for the staging, but no matter what, there's not going to be a lot more room than that. Even if we get rid of the risers, you know the dimensions of my back. And there's a lot of hardscaping back there, as you know. I know this is what, so so she's really limited. So so then last night, another big phone call home to mom and... Vera suggested a puppet show because that would involve all, th- you know, all four of my grandchildren could participate in that. Uh, so there, so we may ha- we may be bringing a puppet show as well, Liz, which is a real crowd pleaser. Okay. It is, yes, yes, and I th- so I think that could be uh, adorable. So uh, so they're working on it, but but we're not settled yet what our final th- routine is. Okay. But we're still going to need that keyboard, whatever. Don't don't. Okay, stop. we got the keyboard. 
keyboard okay, locked so, in. Mm-hmm. But that will keep us busy. So during uh, uh, during Nana Camp, in addition to some of the highly active things that we're going to be working on, we will be out there. I'm going to chalk off this stage, and we're going to be working with that. So uh, okay. uh, so will there be That's a mic good. available? Because yeah. uh, Ben has a crowd pleasing rap. It's interactive. That that I get again. I think might be able. He might be able to meddle in the spoken word <laughs> department of. <laughs> Of, of the talent show. This is all good prizes, and there better be prizes, Liz. I'm just a little FYI. Okay. No, I'm just thinking like the the metal stand. I have not (laughs) secured. Like, mm -hmm. okay, Okay. what are you doing, Liz? Metal stand and prizes. (laughs) Okay. Thanks for the reminder. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Prizes. Yes. Okay. Moving on. Well, I, I've been working on some areas of personal growth lately, much like uh, much like Julie's grandchildren. And so I wanted to talk about I've had success in one area and no success in the other area. So I was digging up, going through some papers and looking for photos for the family reunion, as you requested, Liz, just anything that I might have that I could bring up that would be fun for people to see. And I came across a box that I took from mom and dad's apartment with a variety of things in it. And one of one of the things that was in it was a package of letters I had sent when I was a junior in college from my junior year abroad in Athens. You know, oh, remember? That's nice. Wow, and mom great. Saved. I know. Liz, you know we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, I you like did. to share? Would you like you know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already frame-bridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the frame-bridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds like- you are going to be happy, okay? Yeah. That's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz, my hair from Pros is getting 
rave reviews. Lynn, I am not surprised. You have been on that pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. I, do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when I, my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you, you're the boss. I'll take it. <laughs> you tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay? And I'm I'm using it. Pros mm -hmm. isn't just better for you. It's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. So, Pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos, too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, Pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E. Pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Oh, mom saved them. First of all, I wrote them and mom saved and second part, mom saved them. So I know we have a lot of people who have kids in college and maybe they're doing a semester abroad. Have them write you emails. I know they won't write you actual letters so that you can print out and save. Because I really enjoyed reading what I was doing 30 years ago when I went to Athens. And I was having a fantastic time. The first couple of letters I wrote were from the first couple of weeks I was there. And we went and we had a fantastic tour of the Peloponnese in the beginning. And we studied modern Greek. My group from college, there were like 14 of us. And we went to, you know, the greatest hit sites, Mycenae and Olympia. And, and it was just fantastic. And you can tell I'm just rapturous in the letters about how great it is and what it, how meaningful it is to be there and after studying Greek and, and Greek literature and Greek archaeology for three years at college to be there, it's great. And then, then, then here it comes at the end of the letter then. But I do spend several paragraphs complaining about how slow the service is at Greek restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> at Greek restaurants. I go into excruciating detail about how long it takes to get a menu, how long it takes to place an order, and how it can take 45 minutes to get a bill when you're at a taverna. So no overclocking going on in Greece, Liam. I mean, Greece is like the cradle of democracy and the cradle of slow service. And I am complaining about it. And I'm thinking, what else was I doing? Like, we were sitting in beautiful tavernas on the water in Monemvasia. Like, when you go order fish there, they're like, okay, we'll go catch the fish. And then we'll cook it for you. And yes, it takes a while. What was I doing? I was 20 in Greece. What was I complaining about? 
<laughs> you're sitting there fidgeting, tapping your foot. I can imagine it, Leanne, because I've seen you. I've seen you do it, like you know, maybe a month ago. Yeah. I'm still the same person. And first of all, I yeah. had to laugh that I thought mom and dad would enjoy this portion of the letter. So obviously, <laughs> obviously, the nut doesn't fall far from the tree. And I've seen all of you get a little itchy over service too. So I just yeah. have made zero progress in this. I had an issue with service when I was 20. Now I'm in my 50s. And people say like, oh, are you going to retire to Bend, Oregon? And I'll think, yeah, well, the service just isn't very good there. <laughs> I mean, that's what you've said about that place. Well, you is. could never live there. I, I know, know that's can... true, Liam. Just zero. It's good, it's good to know that about yourself, though, that <laughs> cu- speed of customer service is just one of your priorities. <laughs> it's, it's a top priority, Liz. And it it's has unwavering, been... <laughs> unwavering, Liam. <laughs> so... Okay, check. Zero personal growth. But on the other flip side of this, this summer, my son Colin and I decided to take one of those master classes. Have you seen those advertised perhaps on your Facebook page? Where I you- thought those were fake, Leanne. Honestly, I just, I just assumed that, no, they can't really have like Steve Martin teaching classes. But then I saw him on uh, Colbert promoting it, and I was shocked. You know what, Liz? We, Colin and I, are taking Aaron Sorkin's screenwriting class. We're not being, it was just not an endorsement. Uh, We're not being paid for this. I just (laughs) decided, we decided to go ahead and take it together. So it's 35, like, little individual video lessons. And then there's also classroom assignments and there's, you know, a group that you can join. And they don't make the promise, but they do say, like, maybe if you post your work, Aaron will look at it, but that's, that's it. There are no mm-hmm. promises. Are you writing a screenplay together or you're each writing your own screenplay? We're each writing screenplays. So we're oh. not writing a screenplay together. Um, so, but someday we're going to do our coming of age robotics movie. I mean, it's coming, Julie, we're going to do it, but um, <laughs> okay. it's coming. The world is waiting for that. Yeah. It's got, it's got all the elements. We know what the story is. I lived it. Uh, but, um, but I have to say, it's been really great. So if it's occurred to you, if you've seen those things and you're thinking, really, David Mamet teaching playwriting or Shonda Rhimes TV writing or Hans Zimmer doing film scoring, I would recommend it. It's 90 bucks. And I think for 90 bucks, you get about 100 bucks worth of information. So <laughs> I, think, I think it's a good ratio. Like, could you watch this Aaron Sorkin thing? And then go write a perfect screenplay. No, you need more information. I've taken screenwriting classes. I've written a screenplay. I sort of understand the beats of screenwriting. So you're going to need to supplement it. On the other hand, it's Aaron Sorkin talking Mm -hmm. about screenwriting. And he uses a ton of examples from his own personal work, from the American president. And he talks really, really fast, too. Yeah. So I bet you get a lot of information. You do. Doesn't he? You get a lot. He but he's funny and charming. I mean, he's not a super fast talker, but uh, but he, you know, uses a lot of examples. Like, if, even if you're a West Wing fan and you have no interest in screenwriting, I think you would actually enjoy the lectures because he plucks episodes of West Wing and he sort of dissects them and uses them as, you know, um, as examples. If you like The Social Network or Steve Jobs, like he's written some incredible screenplays, Moneyball. And so when he uses the examples from his own work, it's pretty powerful. So even if you're a fan of his writing, you would enjoy it. And uh, I just read an article in the L.A. Times about the guy that started it. He was, you know, went to Stanford, of 
course, in Silicon Valley, blah, blah, got some startup money. But he was sort of inspired by his grandmother who came to this country and she was a doctor in the former country that she lived in, but she couldn't be a doctor here. So instead she just taught doctoring to like the kids in the neighborhood and they became doctors. And you could, you get the sense that this concept of mentoring is pretty important to Aaron Sorkin. Like he's reached a certain point in his career and he wants to turn around and give back. And that's what people have said. James Patterson teaches fiction. You can take that class. Usher teaches the art of performance, which is kind of a cool idea. Like you're never going to be able to sing and dance like Usher, but knowing what, how he thinks about putting a performance together and what that means to him, that actually has pretty broad implications. So I think Julie, you might want to play that at Nana camp for your grandchildren. Yeah. I just wrote that down. (laughs) We are going to sign up for that. Yeah. Well, Julie, come coming soon. You're they're going to, once they master checkers, Gary Kasparov teaches chess. Like that's wow. in the Ooh, fall. They're okay. launching uh, Dr. Jane Goodall teaches conservation. I think this is a cool one for any entrepreneurs. Diane von Furstenberg teaches building a fashion brand. Hmm. You know, Frank Gehry, design and architecture and Annie Leibovitz photography. But, the, you know, the, the people who we, the guy who created Masterclass they said agents were shaking their head like, why would these people do this? Like, why would James Patterson sign on? Why Why would David Mamet sign on? And he said some signed on for money, straight up money. They get a percentage. But others just really want to give back. So we are really enjoying our uh, our screenwriting class. Every afternoon we put it on. We watch for an hour. We take notes. It's pretty dense, the material. And I think we're getting to the end now. But then we talk about stuff and we're running ideas past each other. It's been really fun. So there you go. I That sounds great. I still insist on good customer service, but I am growing in other areas. Good for you, Leah. Thank you. I like it. I like it that it's a mother-son project too. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah, I enjoy talking to the kids about their work. So okay. uh, there you go. Okay. Are you do you have your calendar set July twenty third, eight eight PM? Are you gonna watch it? Discovery Channel Week Discovery Channels Shark Week is having the big event. This is this is Michael Phelps uh, uh, versus the shark, the great white shark. Do you hear this, Liz? Do you know about okay, this? Okay, this was another thing that I saw online that I just assumed was fake. But no, this, this is, is real, Liz. This is, a this, thing? is the, this is a real thing. It's a 100-meter open water race. Michael Phelps is, uh, it's, uh, you know, off the coast of Cape Town, South Africa, and uh, Michael Shark, uh, Michael Shark, <laughs> Michael Phelps is going to be racing a shark. How on so, earth is that going to happen? Uh, you know, they're, I think they're going to be in there. I hope they're going to be in their separate lanes. That's what I would hope, yeah. that you know, that they're not going to be in it. But I mean, th- this is just why, oh, why? You know, Leon, you were just talking about, you know, great writers and performers and artists who are giving back because they want to mentor. You know, here is the greatest Olympian of all times, Michael Phelps. And he is doing like the giant, the just crazy stunt. Okay. I think it's just, awesome. I think it's fantastic. Why wouldn't you oh. want, why wouldn't you want to swim against a shark? You're Michael no, Phelps. It's fantastic. I, mean, I don't, I, I love it. I think it's great. I mean, he, first of all, he's going to lose. Okay. Can I just say that? Even his buddy, Ryan Lochte, 12 time Olympic medalist, <laughs> came out and said, no way in HE double hockey sticks is, uh, is Michael Phelps going to beat the shark. Okay. So, of course, he's not going to. It's just like a horrible stunt. You're going to watch it and you're going to be like so disappointed because that, 
that shark is really going to move through the water. You know that. I mean, I think it's great. I mean, it's, it just takes away. It's as if, you know, this past weekend, Roger Federer, he won his eighth Wimbledon, you know. Well, what if he, they like had a tennis match and he had to play a big Alaskan grizzly? Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I think get a couple. Well, bears get a couple can't play tennis. Pieces. So bears can't play tennis. I know. This is what I mean, Leanne. So then like the first, uh, you know, first uh, crossover, changeover, you know, he's going to get eaten a lot. This is just, <laughs> I just, I mean, I, I just, I think it diminishes, you know, the, the Olympic medal, being an Olympic medalist, it just turns him into like a circus act. That's what I think. I, I couldn't, I couldn't disagree more. I think it's funny. Okay. I, I think okay. it's fun and funny. I, I bet he's curious. I think he knows he's going to lose. It's a shark, for goodness sakes. But <laughs> I think I your mean, goal he, in that scenario is just to survive. Yeah. Right. I think it's kind I mean, of an interesting challenge. I don't know. I, I, I don't. I mean, again, he won eight gold medals in a single Olympics. He can do whatever he wants, I think, really. I think he's proven his athletic ability. I, I know other that, man. So why do, just why can't he just, what, but he doesn't have to do this. And he's pretending as if, you know, he had this big nerdy side as a child. And, you know, maybe he wanted to be a marine biologist when he grew up. No, not Michael Phelps. Okay. All, he went, it, all he did was swim and eat Subway sandwiches <laughs> and a little bad stuff, which we're not going to talk about. Okay. Okay. Well, Julie, so, I'll ask you this, though. I mean, are you going to watch it? I mean, I'd, I'd watch it. Even see, if it's the kind of thing where even if you disapprove, you're going to watch. Okay. I know. I just, <laughs> okay. Well, if you're going to watch, if you happen to be in Cape Town, uh, just a shout out to a longtime Satellite Sister listener who posted on our Facebook page something that I just think is an ingenious apparatus that you may want to use when you're bobbing in the waters off um, off the coast there. And those are floaty pants. Have you seen these girls? Just imagine a life preserver, but around your butt. Okay. So it, it enables you to just float gently in the water without, uh, without all the effort of treading water. So mm-hmm. you may want to strap on some floaty pants to watch the big race because <laughs> it's all in the same category, floaty pants, Michael Phelps versus a shark. Okay. Roger Federer versus a bear. Okay. Same thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, as long as we're talking about water sports, uh, let's talk about water aerobics here for a second. <laughs> Because I have a um, yes, let's Liz. Just a very brief Operation <laughs> Sea Turtle update. Uh, you know, this is my health and fitness program that I've been undertaking since the beginning of the year, uh, with some success, I might say. I'm really feeling good, enjoying myself, and but one of the activities that I most enjoy is the deep water aerobics. Uh, that they teach at the Santa Monica College Pool uh, three days a week, uh, Tuesday night, Thursday night, and Sunday morning. Well. During the summer, uh, you know, instructors have different schedules. There are obviously more people at the pool during the summer. But our instructor, Cynthia, who everyone loves, you know how you're in an exercise class where everyone just loves the instructor? Yes. This is like 40 men and women in floaty pants, bobbing (laughs) the pool. Loving Cynthia because she's like a grown-up, normal person, and she just has a lot of fun with us, and she has good music. Well, her daughter, who is not in school during the summer, um, created that created scheduling issues for her. So she needed one of the like youngins who works during the week when she was uh, scheduled to switch with her so that she could continue to teach the Sunday class during uh, during the summer, even though her daughter was out. 
but nobody would do that. So all of her like young colleagues who don't have kids, there's there was just no way. This is a very entailed wow. start. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, oh, Julie, I'm telling you, like a whole email list uh, developed people. There's back channel communications, save Cynthia, reschedule Cynthia, who can work for Cynthia. Uh, Anyway, that all failed. And so we now, as of this past Sunday, we had our new Sunday morning instructor uh, whose name is Asher. Like I would say 20 something, perfectly nice guy. But he doesn't realize what he's dealing with in the, the, the Cynthia fanatics bobbing around in the pool. And so there was a very small but powerful mutiny in the class on Sunday morning, which just made me laugh. Because here's what people that don't teach water aerobics a lot don't understand. Like, you know, when you're in any exercise class, you go to your corner of the floor or your corner of the pool and you just kind of stay there and you do your thing. So if I'm in the back far left corner, I'm always floating around the same people. Right. And so people just like to kind of stay put and do all of their exercises in one area, even though you're moving the whole time. Well, Asher decides, no, he's going to fill the class with a lot of doing laps around the pool. What really made me laugh is that he like instructed everybody to do it. Like, okay, now everyone just like high knee jog all the way around the perimeter of the pool and nobody moved. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Nobody did it, Leah. They're they're like, and nobody said we're not doing that. Nobody said Cynthia doesn't make us do that. Nobody said we like our place in the pool. This is where I work out every Sunday morning in this corner right here. I'm not moving. It's just nobody moved. So he like checked his microphone to make sure that <laughs> his, his microphone was working. Poor, poor Asher. He didn't he, know. He tried he one more time to get everyone to like, okay, how about clockwise instead of counterclockwise? Thought maybe we were just misunderstanding the instructions. <laughs> Asher did not realize he just had a mutiny on his hands. Like we are just not going to do what you're telling us to do, Asher. So could we just move on to the exercises where we all like (laughs) stay in the same place? Anyway, I just, I enjoyed it because I enjoyed the fact that, you know, the people had the power and no, we were not going to go counterclockwise around the pool. And I also enjoyed thinking about Asher going back into the office afterwards and just saying to his (laughs) 20 something colleagues, uh, what is the deal out there with those ladies? <laughs> I just wanted them to go around in a circle. And nobody did. I told them to They're resisting, Liz. Totally, totally, totally resisting. The resistance and, is strong in Santa Monica. Yeah. So, you know, stay noisy, water aerobics people. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, just a minor little win for us. Okay, well, you know, it's a rough world out there, and I would like to give a personal shout out uh, to the Duchess of Cambridge. This is my royal report. You know, one thing that Kate has done an excellent job doing, is, maybe I don't know if you've noticed this, she is, she is literal dressing. Can I say that again? I don't literal know what that means. Dressing. Meaning that depending on what event she goes to, she wears clothes that kind of give a nod to that event. So let me break it down for you. Did you happen to notice at the finals uh, of Wimbledon, what color was she wearing? Purple. White. I did notice. No, white. White. <laughs> because what color? <laughs> it was purple. a light purple. No, no, no. It was white. 
No, she was wearing a white. And then she wore earlier when she had been to some of the earlier rounds, she wore a white dress that had black polka dots, which is very, which were very reminiscent of tennis balls. You know what? You see what I'm saying? (laughs) She doesn't overthink things. Like, so when she went to, had a nautical, a sailing event she had to go to, showed up in a nautical outfit. Okay. That's easy. It's easy for us as people watchers to watch her at events where she is, coordinating she just landed in poland did you see the lovely family getting off the plane okay she had a white dress on but what was princess charlotte wearing she was wearing red and white which is the colors of the polish flag okay okay she had a big event at at some museum where they were dedicating some new whale she wore uh, an aquatic theme a blue dress you see what i mean she went to the chelsea (laughs) i think we see what you mean (laughs) <laughs> it's simple it's very simple okay. you have women staging a revolt in the pool okay <laughs> just focus people focus on simple things okay she would chelsea flower show garden show she's wearing a floral design okay <laughs> you might want to add this to your life it simplifies things yeah. when you don't know what to wear what is yeah. what is the event about there you go <laughs> Well, okay, I guess I like- that dress is white. It's got floral on the bottom. I really, on my TV, it was reading like a lilac. And I thought, oh, she's dressing because green and purple are the Wimbledon colors. So I, that's, but okay, oh. all right. It's white. I'll, I'll give you that, Jewel. There you go. Literal dressing. Okay. Try it. Literal at- dressing. It's a thing. Okay, we'll, we'll post the link. I know you have a story from the British paper about that. So we will post that in the show notes. Um <laughs> All right, one quick uh, like headline news that I just wanted to share. Uh, I bought a new car this weekend, or actually, I bought an old car this weekend. But I, it's uh, it's <laughs> new to me. Pre-owned. It's certified pre-owned, Leah, not mm. just pre-owned. Yep. And but I'm just w- going to guess, Liz. I'm going to take a wild guess. I'm going to guess you bought the same car that your sister Leanne has. That, <laughs> I, I don't know why. I just I don't know how you decided, but that's what I'm thinking happened. Am I right? We haven't well, discussed this before, I, right? We did. We I don't know what you, kind of car you no. got. No. Okay. I'm just going to tell you how I arrived at my decision, Julie. Okay. Because okay. it involved um, a focus group of Leon's sons. And uh, you know what car fanatics Brooks and Colin are. So a couple of Sundays ago when we were all together at the beach, you know, and Sheila was there and our niece Fiona was there, like, I turned to Brooks and Colin and asked for their car recommendations. And they knew that they, they had come prepared, right, Liam? They yeah. knew. Yeah, they were this excited. Was their, this was their one shot. So Brooks suggested that I buy a car. He knew that I liked like a sporty wagon because that's what I had. I had a little sporty wagon. So he suggested that I buy the V90 Polestar, which is a Volvo. And he's like, and it goes 150 miles an hour. And I'm like, <laughs> that's yeah. what you need, Liz. Yeah, but I don't. Um, <laughs> but so he's really, he's selling me on this V90 Polestar. I look it up online. You need to go to Sweden to buy it. And, <laughs> and I'm like, and he's like, yeah, that would be fun. We could both go and then we could drive around Europe. I thought that would be a really great idea. So that was Brooks's recommendation. The V90 Polestar, because it goes 150 miles an hour, and you get a free trip to Sweden to buy it. And then um, Colin, Colin was concerned, Leanne, because you had told them that I was thinking of buying the countryman version of the Mini Cooper, right? Yeah. They were, and, and 
your your whole crew was just outraged at that. Right. That they're, they're yeah, they're purists. They yeah. don't they don't believe in any of the brand extensions for the mini. You're yes. either gonna buy the mini or you're not gonna Ooh. buy the mini. Yeah. No brand extensions. No clubman, no cartman, no whatever the other three or four brand extensions are. They're cartoonish. Yeah. 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 Uh, cartoonish. Yes. That was a word that was thrown around in the, in the discussion. <laughs> Why would you want a maxi mini? The whole point of having a mini. And I had told them like what I was looking for was a, a wagon, uh, four wheel drive, uh, um, but fun to drive, you know, that was my combo. And that's why I thought the countryman would be interesting. And, uh, that's when Colin said to me, aunt Liz, you are an interesting person and you need an interesting car. (laughs) So quite the compliment way to go. I guess it's a compliment, but that's a challenge, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and I was getting rid of my little Audi wagon that I loved. So, so you were correct, Julie, what I ended up with. <laughs> <laughs> I basically, I had a 2007 Audi wagon. I looked at the new version of that car, the 2017, and they've made it bigger since 2007. And I didn't want a bigger car. I liked it that it was a little wagon. So I realized that the 2015s that are all coming back now off leases were not bigger. So I bought a used 2015. Uh, and, but here was, here was the part I am most proud of. I don't feel really that strongly about the exterior color of a car. Like, what do I care? Really? Not that important. But the interior, I hate black interiors are really dark interiors because here in Southern California, it just makes the car so hot. Why do all cars get made with dark interiors now? So I was checking on the internet for where I could find a loaded 2015 Audi wagon, but with a light colored interior. They're super rare out in the wild, Julie. I don't know if you knew that. I, I didn't know that, Liz, but it's amazing. You can, you know, just fire up the Google and find things like this. Fire yeah. up the Google, and I found one in Palo Alto, California. <laughs> so, I, so, I, so you're taking your nephew to Palo Alto rather than to Sweden. <laughs> rather than Sweden. No, so, what, so I, like I went back and forth with them. I decided, yeah, this is like 90% this is the car that I want, but buying a car over the phone that you haven't actually seen or driven seems a little shaky. So, uh, so last Friday morning I got up early. I flew to San Francisco, which costs like $10 now from Los Angeles. Right. So (laughs) I I, I flew to San San Francisco, went to the Palo Alto, uh, dealer there. I had a uh, a backstory. I didn't want him to think that I was a sure thing. I wanted him to know that I might not buy this car. So I told him I was in the Valley for meetings, right? Oh, wow. And, you know, Liz, not everyone can pull that off, but you <laughs> are credible because you, you know, you, you attend summits and meetings all the yeah. time. So yes. I want him to think that I was being interviewed to be CEO of Uber or something, yeah. you know, and I'm just, maybe while I'm here, I'll buy a car because I'll be moving here to run Uber. Uh, anyway, so, uh, Beautiful light gray interior on this mm. car, just like exactly what I wanted, low mileage loaded. But the exterior, volcano red, Julie. I now own a <laughs> volcano red car, and I love it. So I flew to San Francisco, I bought the car, 
and I just drove it home. <laughs> I it's <laughs> drove it home wow, Francisco, last Friday. Uh, well, I think it is, as your nephew said, you're an interesting person and you bought an interesting car, Liz. <laughs> anyway, I'm very, very happy. The only uh, snafu I had on the drive home, you know, you're driving through the super hot Central Valley of California, where in Bakersfield on Friday it was 109 degrees. Mm, nice. I, I, did, I did have to stop and get from gas, get some gas. I could not for the life of me figure out how to open the gas tank. Oh, it's almost so simple. It's, it's just, so simple. It's old school. It's just a push. There's no inside button at all. It's exactly. Old, yeah. It's old yeah, school. It's so old school. It yeah. never dawned on me. Yeah. So I looked everywhere for the button. I kept getting out of the car and then putting my head back in. I went over to the passenger side. That's taking like 10 minutes, 109 degrees out. And now I'm starting to sweat. Then I get out the owner's manual. I'm reading the owner's manual. Like, where is the button to open the gas tank? And I look like an idiot. Now I'm really sweating. Finally, I find like on page 222 of the, uh, of the owner's manual. Oh, yeah. You just... Push it in and it pops, yeah, pops, pops open. open. Just like the old days. Anyway, there you go. Super happy. Volcano, <laughs> Volcano Red. That's what Volcano I Volcano Red. With. Can't wait I, to see that. I might have to drive it out to Pasadena, Leon, so that um, so that Colin can tell me can tell me if it is in fact an interesting car for an interesting person. Okay. All right. Uh, Do it. <laughs> okay. And now here we are at the end of the show. One last thing I wanted to mention. This is just an entertainment note. I had put this in my uh, Twitter over the weekend. The I went to see a great movie on Sunday afternoon, and it was a filmed version of the Broadway show Falsettos. And so this was it was nominated for a bunch of Tonys this year, uh, but it had already closed by the time it was in the Tony Awards. And it's a revival of a musical that was kind of um, it was written when when the AIDS epidemic um, was first sort of sweeping through the creative community. So early 80s uh, is when this originally ran. And it's the story of a man who leaves his wife for a lover, but then they have an extended family, they have a son. And so it's actually like a really, it's a beautiful family story with, I will warn you, a somewhat sad ending, but it's, um, the star is Christian Borle, who, if you know anything about Broadway, so he just won the Tony for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but he was in Something Rotten, Peter and the Starcatcher. Anyway, they were only playing at a theaters. Oh yeah, Smash on Mm -hmm. NBC, right. So they were only playing it in the movie theaters for three days over this past weekend, but it did so well that they have extended it. So if you really want to see a great Broadway production of a really powerful, interesting musical, everyone in my theater, the two teenage girls next to me were like sobbing at the end. Oh, okay. That's a good recommendation, Liz. Courtney and I were sniffling very loudly, but they were actually sobbing. But really charming, funny, so falsettosandcinema.com is where you can find out if it's playing near you. Anyway, if you want a, a totally different kind of movie theater experience to get a, a taste of Broadway, uh, I recommend it. And it's, I think it's going to have a few more shows this month, and then it will probably be gone forever until then ultimately it will air on PBS sometime this fall. But it's great to see it in a big movie theater. I recommend it. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. Wow, that is a full show. That is. Yeah. <laughs> 
Cook, Julie, I know you have to get back to Nana Camp. What's on the docket for this afternoon? What are you taking we're, on? We're, we're renting bikes. We're going to ride uh, ride along the Yampa River. Uh, that's uh, the big activity for the morning uh, and then swimming this afternoon. And, of course, checkers. <laughs> checkers. Okay. Just... It's fun. Check you checkers are fun. Board board games in general are fantastic. Yeah, board yeah. games are great. They're great, and they're making a comeback, so that's good. All right, Liz, you have any plans for the rest of the week? Um, you know, I got the other podcast. I hit my boss, sure. and I got the got the water aerobics. Yeah, you know, okay. Here, here's the good news. <laughs> Cynthia still teaches the Tuesday class. So, phew. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Keep us posted on that list. Yeah. yeah keep us posted. <laughs> Mutiny in deep water aerobics. You don't see that headline very often. Nope. Stay noisy, sister. <laughs> All right, everyone. We're the Satellite Sisters. You can always find us at SatelliteSisters.com. If you like the podcast, we'd love to have you rate us on iTunes and, uh, you know, say positive things about us and share the podcast with the people you know and love. Um, that's what we like to do. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. At any speed. Yep. (laughs) That's right. We're the Satellite Sisters at any speed. All right, sisters, have a good week. You too, Leanne. You too. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sisters.